Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie and I am still your host. Today's episode features an interview with Lottie Smalley who is a content creator based in Georgia and she just graduated from UGA Grady College of Journalism and we had a great chat about her internships, her advice, and everything she has done so far. She's such an amazing resource. She also has tons of resources on YouTube, so literally check her out. I loved having this interview with her, and I hope you guys like it too. Before we get into the interview, I want to talk about my personal and professional highlights from the week. So for my professional highlight, I got a new internship this week, so I will be interning with my sorority nationals, so not my chapter, but my nationals, so I will be a national public relations intern for the fall, so I'll be like working on our Instagram and all the things like that, so I'm super excited to be doing that because I was my sorority's PR chair, so this is just putting it on a larger scale, a larger level, working with more people, and I'm really excited to be able to do that experience. On a personal note, my classes have started picking up, and I've just been doing a lot of great things. I'm really enjoying my classes this semester. I'm taking like a bunch of literature classes, so and I'm taking American Jewish Women Writers, and I really like the stuff we're reading. And for my media and politics class, we had to do a presentation this week, and I worked on a group project, and we focused on like sexism in the Man music video by Taylor Swift, and I'm such a big Taylor Swift fan that this was so much fun to do. And I think the presentation went really well. I was really proud of it. So with that, I will pass the torch over to my interview with Lottie. Hi, Lottie. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm good. Do you want to start by introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Lottie Smalley, and I just graduated from the University of Georgia in May. I'm just kind of doing my own thing right now. Um, I have been making YouTube videos since 2012, and I it's one of my favorite things to do. I make videos. It's kind of grown up with me. Originally, it was more like OG beauty guru kind of stuff, and then it kind of morphed um, into college lifestyle and just kind of continues to follow me. It's something I love doing, so we're just kind of figuring out as we go, but that's a little bit about me. Incredible. So now we're going to do the little hot seat segment, so I have a, fun, a few fun questions. So we're going to start with, do you prefer to text or talk to someone on the phone? I prefer to talk on the phone. Um, I think I can just get more of my thoughts out. Sometimes I'm lazy with typing, so um, I'm always one to just like randomly FaceTime my friends. I'm like that girl, and they're like, oh my gosh. And I know my friends that'll answer, my friends that won't do. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more of a, a caller. I, I like texting, of course, for like quick questions, things like that, but just for catching up with friends, I prefer like texting is just so much effort I'm also a caller and my friends all know that they hate it but texting is so much effort yeah I'm with you so now for question number two who was your first celebrity crush hmm that's kind of hard oh oh I know it was Taylor Lautner I remember watching like Sharkboy and Lava Girl and I think that was like my first like okay Taylor Lautner I'm gonna like I remember like picking him as like my celebrity crush. Like it was a thing to like, you had to like claim it and like you wanted to know who your <laughs> friends were and like you couldn't have the same one. It was very like J14 era kind of thing um, back in like elementary school, middle school. Um, but some other classics were of course the Jonas Brothers, Zac Efron. We were all in that era, but I think Taylor Lautner was definitely one of my first. Um, I had the 
biggest crush on Zac Efron. I literally had a life-size cutout of him. It was so creepy. Oh my gosh, yeah. I had one of those big, like, posters from, I think it was J14 or, like, Tiger Beat magazine um, that was, like, on my closet or my door or something that was, like, Taylor Lautner. And then I think my my best friend in elementary school had a Jonas Brothers one, so... I had one on my door of Taylor Lautner and it was like the three things he loves about a girl and I was like <laughs> like manifesting it. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And then we'll do one more. So if you could choose an age to remain forever, what age would you pick? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'd have to answer this when I'm even older than I am now because I feel like there could be even better years to come or I like to hope that there are. Um, but at least out of the years I've lived so far, um, I don't know. It kind of just depends. Like, I feel like it's more about like what you're doing at that age than like the age itself. Like for me, I have a, this is kind of random, but I have a late birthday. So like, if I were to say 18, that would be me thinking about my freshman year of college, not my senior year of high school. And those are just so two totally different experiences. And so I feel like it is more about like what you're doing at the time, things like that. But honestly, I've had a really great past year. I'm about to turn 22 and I just don't want to turn 22. So I'd maybe just stick with 21. Um, I think it's like a fun, it's been a fun age to be because you're like old enough to be independent, but you're not so old to where you feel like you have a ton of responsibilities. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's probably what I would say, but it's a hard answer. Yeah, I just turned 21 and like a few months ago and like I just made my first legal purchase. So like (laughs) 21 is such an exciting age to be at and I feel like it gets significantly less exciting from there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So now moving into more of the bulk of the episode, you said you went to UGA, but can you talk about what you got a degree in and what kind of things you did at UGA? Yeah, of course. So I went to the University of Georgia. I My house is in Georgia, so I'm in state. Um, I tell a lot of people I'm from Tennessee, even though I, my house is like right in state lines. Um, so I majored in public relations at the Grady College of Journalism and Mass Communications. I started out as a marketing major um, when I got to Georgia, but about halfway through my freshman year, I realized after visiting my academic advisor that I wanted to do public relations instead because marketing is so business oriented. I didn't realize how much like accounting and econ and all of that played into that major. And I then realized kind of what public relations was. I feel like I didn't really know right off the bat and I learned more about it and was like, oh, this is actually what I want to do. I got involved in a few different things. Um, Right when I got to school, I rushed to sorority. It was kind of all I knew I guess like going in which is really silly and sad because there's so much more than Greek life at college but um, it was something that my mom did and my grandparents so I just kind of thought I would do it and so I did that and that was something that took up a lot of my time freshman year but after that I was kind of over it and ready to meet some new people and have some new experiences so I got more involved in some student affairs kind of activities and um really dived, dove, dived, I never know the best info on that one. Anyways, dove into some new experiences. I was just ready to meet new people. So I got involved in the PR club, which is PRSSA, the Public Relations Student Society of America. And that was where I met a lot of great friends that then, it was really nice because in a lot of my PR classes, if we had group projects, I knew the people in my classes from that club. So that was 
a really great bonding experience. And I learned so much about the PR industry from that club and that experience. Um, and I had some leadership roles in that club throughout the years. Um, and then I also, my junior year, joined the Student Government Association and I ended up being the Director of Communications for SGA during my time um, as a member of SGA. So that was really cool and a great learning experience. Um, and I've been in a few other clubs like Ad Club, I was in like a leadership program, things like that. But um, SGA and PRSSA are probably two of my favorite like extracurricular um, pieces of my college career. You were the Director of Communications for Student Government. Can you talk a little bit more about the things you did there and like did you have to run for that position or were you kind of goaded, like put into that position? So my mom was in student government when she was in college and I was kind of unsuccessful making friends in my first year or two of college. It wasn't like I didn't have friends. I did have people I could do stuff with and I'm thankful for them still to this day, but they weren't the kind of friends that I felt like were going to be lifelong friends, you know, that you really want to have that connection with. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of lamenting to her about that. And she was like, you should join student government. I made some great friends when I was in student government. I think you would really like it. You love leadership. And so that was always kind of in the back of my head throughout sophomore year. So I was in this leadership program my sophomore year called Tate Leadership Scholars. It was a pretty small cohort of like 10 people where we just met, I think every other week and kind of talked about different like leadership styles and just a lot. It was kind of like a class on leadership, honestly. Um, and it was really great. And I met a lot of actually neat people through that. And one of them was the president pro tem of the Senate for SGA, which is like, he's the senator, he, which he's an elected senator. And then he is elected by all of the senators to kind of like run Senate. And we would all give announcements at these Tate Leadership Scholars meetings about the different clubs we were in just in case other people were involved and to make sure we were all kind of aware of different opportunities going on. So I found out about SGA and SGA elections and just how things kind of worked with that through him, which was really great because it was kind of confusing, honestly. A lot of SGAs operate in different ways, but I had a lot of misconceptions about how to get involved in SGA as someone who was kind of a late bloomer, I guess, getting involved. Um, I was going to be a junior. And so basically the way it works at Georgia is that there are a set of positions that are all elected and then there are a set of positions that are all appointed. I was to the game running for like Grady College Senator. Um, and so I decided to apply instead after the elections had happened for an appointed position. So that's the director of communications. Um, it was honestly a long shot. I thought that they would want someone with experience, but I felt like, why not shoot my shot? Just see what happens. And they actually found that, well, obviously I got it. And they, they decided to go with me because I didn't have that SGA experience. A lot of times your unique perspective can be a strength rather than a weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is something that I'm still learning today, but like my perspective of not being involved in SGA at all was amazing for me as director of communications because I had to learn about SGA and explain it to people from the perspective of my freshman and sophomore self that knew nothing about SGA, if that makes sense. That's kind of how I got involved and everything like that. In the actual position, I oversaw a social media team. So I had one person that helped with Twitter and then one that helped with Instagram and Facebook just because they're very different platforms. And mm -hmm. we had someone who was just amazing with Twitter. 
and we didn't want him to go to waste. Um, but he wasn't as familiar with like Instagram and Facebook with the images and the graphics. And so, um, we ended up doing two different positions and it worked great. And then, um, oversaw a team of like photographers, videographers, things like that. And just kind of manage everything. I'm definitely someone who loves like project management, organization. So kind of combining those skills with my expertise in communications and social media was really cool. Yeah. And I definitely think that's something everyone could kind of take from that whole story is that it's never too late to get involved in something at your university. So if there is something you want to be involved in, just go for it. Absolutely. Yes. That is, I preach that. Um, Being involved on campus just brought so much joy to my life that I didn't expect. Like it really made me feel a lot more like full and like I was getting the most out of my experience. And um, I love that. It's never too late to get involved. I totally agree. I got involved in everything kind of like late to the game. It was all like sophomore year and beyond really. And um, I felt so behind, like I had to catch up and you're never behind like you can join the club senior year if you want and you can still get a ton out of it and um it gives you so much to talk about too in like interviews for internships and stuff like um really like creating your own experience is what I preach to people and so if you're not gonna like start a blog or YouTube if that's not your thing in terms of creating your own experience having those like on-campus leadership positions or even just involvement in general um really helps you know more about your industry and gives you something to kind of talk about and show for what you do outside of just class and if you work a job too. A hundred percent. So you've done two summer internships in New York City. Can you talk a little bit about getting your first internship? I know you got it after freshman year. So how you were able to land an internship after just one year of college? So after my freshman year, I interned in New York City at a really small luxury PR firm. And then after my sophomore year, I interned at a more of like a mid-size agency. So each experience, of course, kind of like builds on itself. So I knew I wanted to get started early if I could. And New York is my absolute happy place. I love New York. And I actually almost went to college in New York, but I decided to go to Georgia. Long kind of story on that. But the point is, I knew I wanted to spend my summers in New York if I could to kind of get the best of both worlds. And so I started just kind of manifesting it, honestly. I really didn't know where to start, but I really just got on Google and did some deep dives. Um, I remember when I would exercise my freshman year, I would like go to the gym and get on the elliptical for like 45 minutes a few times a week. And when I was there, I would just close my eyes and pretend I was like running down um, like the sidewalk by the Hudson. Mm -hmm. I forget what that, it's like Hudson River Park, I think. Yeah. And I would just like pretend uh, that I was there and um I don't know I I don't know if that actually helped but it really helped me stay motivated because that was like just something that was always on my mind I mean I did a lot of googling I found this firm um they had posted that they were looking for an intern on a kind of random website and I think there was an email attached or maybe a LinkedIn and I just reached out I ended up getting an interview on the phone it was literally I think May when I got it which we get out of school in Georgia in May for the summer and we go back in August. I know that a lot of schools maybe get out in June and go back in September or whatever, but it was a really late timeline for me because I literally interviewed in May, like I said, Um, and yeah, got it. They were very like chill. It was a really small firm that that really helped me because they just wanted any help that they could get. It was also unpaid, so it is what it is there. 
what I learned was really valuable and it helped me, like I said, um, continue my career growth. So I think being willing to take unpaid opportunities if you can is helpful, but I know that not everyone has that opportunity or that luxury. So being realistic about what you can do is also important. Um, but yeah, starting small, I know for like PR, it's a really easy example to say like, you know, a, it was like a two person firm. Literally I was, there were four of us or two co-owners, one account coordinator and me. And so like, it was a lot easier to get in the door there than with like the big ones. So that's my tip anywhere, like getting your first internship is mm -hmm. just start small. Um, you're not going to like be interning with, you know, Google as your first intern. I mean, some people might, but it's likely that starting small is going to help you build big over the years. Yeah, I 100% feel you on that one. I know last summer I interned at a PR firm in Manhattan and we literally, it was in the office, it was the CEO of the company and then three interns. Yeah. <laughs> so you get, I feel like you also get so much more experience when you're with yeah. that smaller team because they're, they have less people to give assignments to. Whereas right. like this summer I was at a bigger firm, so I got less work and less hands-on experience because there were more paid employees to do the job. Right. Yeah, exactly. You really like, in my first internship, it was just a big like studio, like room for the office. And so like, I could hear every phone call that the co-owners of the firm were on. I could hear them talking to each other about whatever it was, the client they were talking about working on. And so even if I wasn't directly like taking those calls or like giving my advice on this. I was just listening and observing. I mean, I did a lot of just like organizing inventory and like making copies and like going to get copies of magazines and scanning them in because we had a feature there, like just basic intern stuff, but just being in the office with those experts um, is really valuable. Yeah. I think the face to face time with the executives is so important. Definitely. So yeah, for sure. So now you're at Coca-Cola interning and you were there last summer and you're there this summer. So can you talk a little bit about both the different, both of the different roles you've had? Yeah, sure. So last summer I interned with Coca-Cola North America in Atlanta and I worked as a public affairs and communications intern. So that position was recruited through Grady College, which is my school. And um, I made it through a bunch of rounds and somehow landed the internship. I I still to this day think that the day that I found out that I got that internship has been like one of the best days of my life because I just couldn't believe it. I felt so lucky. Um, it's a really competitive position and I just couldn't believe that it was me that they chose. Um, and so I was just over the moon about that and I had the best experience last summer. Um, I think that my team really fostered a great culture and I loved being in the office. It was so cool to get to kind of have that experience and see what it's like at a company. Um, and yeah, I just loved it. I did some work with um, brand PR on the external side. And then I also did some work on the internal communications side with like helping um, with one of our town halls that we did for employees and um, just different things like that for internal. So it was also really interesting to get to see, um, you know, I'd had exposure to that external brand PR side of things at the agencies that I had interned at, but to get a better understanding of what internal comms looks like was, looks like was really cool because um, I didn't really have that experience. And also I feel like that's not really something that you learn about in school as a PR major. Like, 
I feel like you're mainly just learning about what it's like to work at an agency or represent a brand um, to the public. But PR also has to do a lot with internal communications and um, how you communicate with employees at bigger companies like Coke. So um, that was, it was just an amazing experience. I can't say enough good things about my mm-hmm. time at Coke last summer. Um, so I absolutely loved it. This spring, um, when things got crazy with coronavirus, we were all sent home that entire week of spring break applying to internships. So I found one on LinkedIn that was the Coca-Cola company. It was a digital experiences intern. And I was like, hmm, like, let's just shoot my shot. Like, I, who knows? Like, maybe this will work out. Um, and I was like, trying to figure out someone I could contact within the company that I knew from last summer about it. But um, I thought I should just wait and kind of see if anything happened because I didn't want to use up my network too early and then not be able to ask for a favor later, like mm-hmm. if I interviewed or something. So anyways, I did end up getting a call from the recruiter being like, hey, because I figured I might hear something just since my resume already had Coke on it for them to be like, hey, like, we saw you already interned at Coke, like, let's chat about this role, you know, something. And that was basically kind of what happened. And so I got, um, so I did a few interviews, ended up getting the position and there are a few different digital experiences interns. Um, we all kind of do different things. It's kind of like a catch-all term for digital interns. Um, but I now work on the global side, whereas last summer I worked on just North America. So I work on like Coca-Cola Global um, and do a lot of internal communications work for the company um, now. And it's all been virtual. So um, this whole summer I was just working from home which was definitely a different experience than last summer. Um, And it's hard to kind of compare them because sometimes I wonder if the differences are about working from home or about the team or about the work. I know you said you're continuing into October, so I know you deferred your grad school acceptance. So can you talk a little bit about the grad school application process and what that was like? So I was just feeling really discouraged about the job market and the state of the economy and the world. And so I was like, well, maybe I should go to grad school this fall because I realized that a lot of schools were doing GRE test waivers where you didn't have to take the standardized testing that's Mm -hmm. required for grad school. And so I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this because I'm not a good standardized test taker. So I looked up a few different programs. I thought about doing an MBA, but I felt like it was too early kind of in my career to do that. So I found this program that's called a master's in management. It was started in Europe um, and just kind of come to the U.S. in the past few years. Um, So I looked through some of the master's in management programs and found that Georgetown was offering GRE waivers. I applied to a few different schools, but basically the application process was pretty simple. Like I remember the college application for undergrad process being just feeling really overwhelming and complicated and it ended up not really feeling nearly as complicated when I was doing my grad school apps. Like you kind of just fill out your name, your address, you answer an essay. That was probably the hardest part. Um, But because I had all this free time in May, I just like would spend Mm -hmm. days like working on them. Um, And I, because also I, because I got a degree in communications, I enjoy writing. So those weren't really too stressful for me. I mean, they weren't like fun to stress about, but Um, but they weren't too like overwhelming. And I also have written so many different kind of like personal essays over the years that 
for a lot of them, I was kind of able to like pull different pieces from different essays together, if that makes sense, um, to kind of create a big Frankenstein that yeah. fit um, exactly what they were looking for. So yeah, and then I had to get um, recommendations. So those like the essay and the recommendations are probably the hardest part. Everything else is just filling out basic information about yourself, like your resume and stuff you should probably already have ready mm -hmm. to go. Um, so those are probably the most stressful parts. And then um, I interviewed after I sent my application in and that didn't feel that stressful either, honestly, after having so many job and internship applications and interviews um, that felt very like normal to me. And like, I've had a ton of practice with that. So I really wasn't stressed for those. And because they're all on Zoom, you can like have your notes in front of you and they don't even know. Um, so it makes it easier too in that sense. Um, and then heard back, got in and the rest is history. Yeah, for sure. So now kind of switching gears a little bit, you have your own like brand as a content creator. So can you talk a little bit about building this brand for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I've had my YouTube channel since 2012 and it's really just grown with me over the years and evolved as I've changed. Um, I, it's something I love doing. And I mean, sometimes I will take little breaks. I think my consistency has been the hardest thing for me over the years, just because school is a lot. I think any student can attest that you just have seasons of your life where you're more busy than others. So I always um, would kind of pick up in the summers and then not be quite as consistent during the school year, but it's always been something that I have been super passionate about and will always kind of come back to. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of my videos and would a lot of my growth for my YouTube channel came from the summers and then it would just kind of like hold throughout the school years. Um, but I always loved doing like back to school videos, organization. That was something that I have always been passionate about and still um, get excited about today. So um, yeah, it's just been so cool to kind of grow this community over the years. And I feel like my subscribers and my friends kind of grown up with me. And it's so cool to see comments that are like, I've been watching you for the past five years and I remember when you started your freshman year and now I'm starting mine and um, I like it's just crazy to see um, how we're all kind of growing up together and it's just been a really cool part of my life that I've been like really proud of and really um, just feel lucky to have. Yeah, so I know for me, you're a year older than me, so I've kind of always been like one year behind, right. so I think I first found you right after you did your first internship in New York, mm -hmm. and then I watched all those videos while like manifesting my yeah. New York City lifestyle, yeah. and so it's just been so fun to like kind of get, I've been getting your advice, your tips for so long that it's so great to like be kind of implementing those now into my life. Yeah, I love to hear that. That's so fun. I know for me, like, even though I make videos, like, I am a consumer of content, too, and I feel the same way. I love watching girls. Um, mainly, I just watch girls who are similar to me um, and, like, you know, are in college, have similar interests, things like that. But I love watching girls who are, like, a year or two older than me and to kind of see their path and see, you know, what they're doing to make me feel more comfortable about my future and make me feel like I have a better understanding of what's to come. It's very like therapeutic to like see what other people are doing so that you have an idea of where you could go next. Cause I feel like, you know, we're dropped off at college and it's kind of just like, okay, go do mm -hmm. it. 
And um, it's so much fun to kind of build a bond with these girls who are kind of like doing the same thing as you want to do, but just a little bit ahead of you to kind of see what they're doing, learn from them, um, hear what they feel like they've done right and wrong and kind of take that and apply it to your own life. So yeah, I for sure. I love that my videos can be that for someone else too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now this is more of like an opinion question, but do you think it's important for people interested in PR to have their own personal brand and to build their own personal lifestyle, whatever it may be? I don't know. I think this is a tough question because I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. I think that if you enjoy it, then you should do it. Um, I think for me, it's really given me a lot of like that, that make your own experience kind of thing. It's really made me like a self-starter and helped me learn how to do things on my own without taking a class on it. Like all of my video editing skills are self-taught and that's primarily what I do in my internship role now. And so, um, I think it can't hurt. And if you have an interest in it, then go for it. But if you just feel like that's not something that you're wanting to do and you would rather just work for, you know, a brand and be more low key on your own personal socials, then I think that's fine too. Um, you definitely want to have some kind of experience to speak to. So if it's not going to be like a make your own experience with like a YouTube or a blog, then maybe you're the social media chair for the PR club or, you know, something like that on campus, or you can talk about that experience too. I do want to say that I think that your social media presence is important as a PR professional, whether you are trying to kind of grow your personal brand or not. So, I mean, I think this is talked about in every industry, but you definitely want to have and maintain a professional presence on social media that isn't, you know, anything that could be used against you as a PR pro down the line. Um, I think it's just important to always be cognizant of the fact that anyone can see your social media posts and, you know, all that stuff we're all warned about, you know, growing up that the internet is forever, things like that. So mm -hmm. I think that's really important to remember, especially in the PR industry, because stuff can follow you really easily. And people in like PR ad marketing are more likely to look you up, I think, than some other industries. And so for me, I kind of like having my own brand because I'm able to take control of the narrative on myself online. I feel like social media is such an integral part of public relations now and digital media that if you're not using social media, if you're not on social media as a PR person, then you're kind of missing out on this whole chunk of it that mm -hmm. you to your own personal experience of in brainstorming sessions. If you don't know about Instagram reels because you're not on Instagram, how are you going to contribute to the brainstorming session about what the brand is going to do if you're not plugged in there? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you definitely bring up a lot of like the pros of being on social media and like how it can be helpful, like how you can get that your foot in the door with influencer marketing or video editing or with just knowing the current trends and the current things that are going on and that's definitely something that you can learn in other ways but it is just a way to get it all together so like you said creating your own experience that let's say like when I was a director of uh, communications for SGA and I was putting together our social media team like I'm not going to bring on someone who doesn't have some work samples to show and if you don't have experience formal experience showing me your personal Instagram and like if you have a really great aesthetic I'm going to be kind of impressed with that and I'm not saying that like you have to do any of that but like the girl who we ended up um, going with for our Instagram manager, she had a great Instagram and she had managed her sorority's Instagram. And I loved that what she had done with that. So she kind of had that to show. 
And so that work sample kind of spoke for itself. But if you don't have that, using your own platform, I think is a really great resource and a really great way to build your experience. Yeah, I definitely agree. So now to kind of wrap it all up, what would be like the biggest piece of advice that you would give to someone in undergrad or that like wants to work in PR, that biggest piece of advice you would give them? Join your PR club. I'm sure your school has one. And if they don't start one, then have an internship in undergrad because the PR industry is like, you cannot get a job without having an internship first. So you're either going to take your first internship, you know, as a sophomore or a junior, or you can take it right out of undergrad. I mean, I'm still interning and I've graduated. This is like my fifth internship, just kind of the way the industry is. So the earlier you can get started on your internships, the better, which is kind of annoying because if you want to study abroad or something, you like that would take a summer and then you couldn't intern then and then you feel like you're behind. So do what's right for you, but definitely have at least one internship um, before you graduate. So join PR club, have an internship. And then I would say just like network, like grow your network because in the PR industry, um, I've heard this saying a few times, but it's really about the hands you shake, not the grades you make. And so having those connections is far more important than having a 4.0. And I mean, obviously a 4.0 is great, but having those connections and maintaining them is really, really important. So everyone that you intern with at that internship that you are going to have, um, connect with them on LinkedIn and keep up with them. I send a Christmas card to um, the agencies that I've worked with every year. I'm just like, hey team, I hope everyone's doing well. Happy holidays. Um, and just like maintain those relationships so that you have those people in your corner. And then same thing with everyone in the PR club, like connect with them because you're all going to be PR pros at the same time working across agencies and industries. And maybe someone in that PR club ends up working at like a magazine or a media outlet that you want to connect with. And just having a wide network is, is incredibly important and can be understated in the industry. So those are my top three tips would be join a PR club, have an internship and just network your butt off. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Lottie, for being here. It was so great chatting with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. If you are still here, thank you so much for listening and make sure you are following at touching base underscore PR on Instagram. That way we can all be connected as part of the touching base fam. I will talk to you guys in the next episode.